Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, uh, saddest, uh, but sauciest, um, backhandedest, backstabbingest, there we go, uh, recap podcast of The Bachelor ever. And boy, what an episode it was, wasn't it? A my it's my favorite oh. episode, which is uh, starts out real hot out the gate and then immediately declines into I'm going to cry on the couch for 45 minutes. So, <laughs> eight I was very frustrated by this episode um, for so many reasons. And I'm just going to say, you know, sorry to you because I know the thing that you want to see happen is just not happening. And okay, I'm going to, I'm going to provide a hot take. Um, based on her streetwear line and the, the non-presence we've seen so far, I don't know if Kit was ever a villain, but I know she's not the villain you want her to be, but I think she was like extra dressed up for the first night. Cause I feel like she's been pretty like, you know, not not that she looks bad or anything, but I think she's been relatively like kind of middle of the pack, casual, whatever, for the rest of the time, especially when she's just hanging out with everybody. Um, and I think she, I don't know, maybe Kit's cooler than we give her credit for. I'm going to give her that because I don't feel like anything she's done is unreasonable so far. Are you still waiting to see her bloom? Oh, blossom bloom. She's going to she's going to turn into a, a, a mighty redwood a villainy. If- you think so? If, if she's treated properly and by treated wow. properly, I mean put in a situation where she can behave in a villainous manner and also given the proper edit, but she has all the ingredients. Okay. And okay. just aside, when I was doing some kit research, it turned. You did out- kit research? Oh, I do kit research. That's what I do. <laughs> you spend your spare time. <laughs> yeah, sure. Of course. That's what we all do. Here's that are on TV. Uh, it turns out that kit. According to Chris Harrison, and I, I guess confirmed by producers, she brought more outfits to The Bachelor, oh. as far as they could tell, any other contestant in the show's history. So she has quite the wardrobe here. So she's gotta, she's gotta like show that more because I'm not, I'm not reading that yet. It's been a real sweatpants couple of weeks. Yeah, so I and I mean, the chance. To- <sighs> Like, I know she's doing streetwear. Like, I get that. But I don't even feel like now that I know what her streetwear looks like, I can't remember even seeing it on the show yet, which is surprising. Unless they don't let them do that. I would imagine that they don't let them just show off their own brands or self-promote in any way. Well, what about Wabam Guy? Oh, uh, Waboom? Okay. Or Waboom. See, I... <laughs> I don't think- I previously trademarked or monetized that he just said waboom a lot and he made a shirt that said waboom okay okay well maybe then it's okay well oh, yeah God. i just said waboom the- flashbacks thanks a lot <laughs> sorry i really hated waboom so much um okay anyway well i guess yeah that one girl couldn't bring like her balls on or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah the ball lady so she had to bring anyway. a giant cold meatball yum yum all right kit um we need more from you just give us more um pull out all the stops like sarah you know who fainted um okay so here's the thing that's weird about the way they edited the show and it's confusing um you 
I mean, to me, the fainting looked real. I said that last week. I stand mm-hmm. by that this week. I don't think that that was fake. No. But clearly, okay, so Sarah's like that girl at the sleepover in middle school who her mom like made her go to the sleepover because she wants her to like branch out and make new friends. Mm -hmm. But like, and, and you know, maybe, maybe she went into it with an open mind, but like, she doesn't know light is a feather stiff as a board. Okay. She doesn't, she, and she falls asleep first. So they're going to put her hand in water. And so immediately she feels alienated from it at the sleepover and so she takes her sleeping bag and she moves into that weird formal living room that nobody ever spends time in and like <laughs> that's where she's sleeping for the night <laughs> like yep. that's that's what it feels like and sometimes i wasn't that girl and sometimes i was that girl growing up so i get that feeling and clearly by the beginning of the episode, she was already like separating herself from the group because she didn't feel comfortable. Um, but the hatred, especially at the beginning of the episode, to me at least, feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Right? It's, like It's kind of odd. Because yeah. we, we talked about this last week. There's no way that she would have faked the fainting. What is the tangible benefit to her doing that? She has a rose. There's there's right. nothing to gain from doing it. So she fainted. And really a big portion of this is it, it's just a bunch of random horrible things that happen to align to annoy me. So all the girls immediately dogpile on her, which is annoying. And yeah, I hated that. And then Matt's knee-jerk reaction is to break standard bachelor decorum practices and do things to sort of isolate Sarah more and show, and and he displays outwardly that he's showing her extra attention during a time where there are still a bazillion girls. Meanwhile, you have this huge group of girls still, and they're all just feeding off of each other's rage. Sarah doesn't know how to handle any of this. And she has her own personal stuff going on. So it's just one thing after another, piling up, piling up, piling up. And it goes exactly where you think it will go. And really, that that whole thing, for, for the beginning of the episode, it's kind of backgrounded. And then the entire second half of this episode, that's all we get, is her getting yelled at, her crying, her trying to apologize and work through her feelings. And then Matt trying to make it better for her but really just making it worse in the bachelor ecosystem. So nothing good going on here. Yeah. It's just, yeah. The whole thing just feels like it was handled very poorly Mm -hmm. uh, by everyone. Like Sarah needs to, you know, like at the, I mean, we kind of, we know what happens, but, but at the beginning of the episode, it's like, it's like, yeah, shit or get off the pot. Like, you either need to commit to this and try to make nice with the women in the house because that's the only way you're going to last or you got to go and tend to your family. And if you're not feeling it enough, maybe that's what you need to do. 
And the women, like, I don't know, I don't think it's a good look for anyone in the house because nobody was being, well, okay, one person was being supportive at the end. And we'll talk about that later because I was really happy with that. But like, they just, it was like a very ugly look for all of them because it's Mm -hmm. like, to quote um, a real housewife of New York, you don't support other women. Like, Listen to Ramona Singer, <laughs> the person who doesn't support women ever, uh, but <laughs> but she gets upset because you don't support other women, and uh, yeah, that's that was frustrating because you know, I mean, we've had seasons like you know where I felt like the women were the best part, you know, where we got to whose season? Wait, was it Ari's season with with like the Beccas? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So like Ari's season had some of the best women ever. And I was like, and you're all fighting for Ari. Let's uh be real about that. You're all better than him. All of you, except for maybe Lawrence. It's fine. Uh, there's rumors that there were, there were like rumblings that maybe they were breaking up and they were like, LOL, but we should, we should make a quick uh, semi breaking news announcement. Okay. There's two pieces of news. One, Dale mm-hmm. and Claire broke up. Oh, no one saw um, that coming. I Only just was waiting. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for the day that would. I was actually surprised it happened this fast, but 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 Dale feels like they're moving too fast. That's what I read, at least. Well, Which, yeah, I'd imagine. I mean, he's you know, really you, young, like yeah, yeah. He's young. She's not. They knew each other for a week and a half, <laughs> and then they immediately got engaged and move in with each other during a global pandemic where they literally can't separate from one another for more than I don't know a few hours tops. Uh, so yeah, sounds yeah. horrible. Why you was have it to be with Claire. I don't want that. <laughs> I mean, I, she's, she's pretty intense. She's like a very big personality. So it's like a lot. I think it's a lot to take on anytime. And even she said that. So it's not like me saying that she yeah. has said that about herself. And like, I don't blame anybody who's like, I'm not ready for that, for all of that energy and commitment and whatever. Um, but also, I just saw this, like, I think it was, like, either it was either, like, a BuzzFeed thing that pushed up. Like, it's basically an algorithm that knows me at that this point because my phone just presented it to me. I didn't have to find it. And it was, like, Spencer asked Claire out on a date. Remember that Spencer guy who was on, like, one episode? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, so... um yeah, uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, the Bachelorette guy asked Claire on a date after Dale split. That's the, yeah, it didn't take long. So I don't know. I'm guessing it was um, on Twitter or something or Instagram. Yeah, Instagram story. He said, coffee, Claire Crowley. Oh, my gosh. So that's gross. I mean. Moving quick. Like, <laughs> they were engaged. And I mean, they were dating for quite a while, right? Like six months or something. Yeah, I think so. Um, Maybe not quite that long. I've lost all track of... I don't know what time is anymore. Time is just... It doesn't exist for me, but something like that. Yeah, something like that. So... A while. We'll say that. (laughs) Yeah, a while. So it's it was happening... You know, they dated for a while and they just split up. Like, they just split up. And Spencer's like, hey, do you want to want to get coffee in a pandemic? Like... Gross, Spencer. Go away. You're gross. Yeah. Yeah. So that I, that was kind move. of, yeah, that was like really strange. And also like, 
very surprising. And um, how's how's Tasha doing? Now I'm worried. Yeah, we should all be concerned. This oh, they is the took worst a road time trip to be a bachelor or a bachelorette. Because it's like, I mean, obviously the show itself is is different. The dynamics are different. Everything is wrong and weird. But more importantly, it you can't even get away from the person that you chose. You just have to be completely attached to each other immediately. And that's that's awful. I don't like that. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as someone who's at- attached to somebody for like almost a year and we barely leave the house, I'm just glad that we knew each other for like, a long time first. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right? Because <laughs> even then it's hard. Like, um, so yeah, Tuck just started a new job and it's been weird to be like, oh, you're gone for like some of the, like I'm still working mm-hmm. from home. And I was like, oh, you're like out of the house. That feels kind of nice. And like bef- right before that, I was like, do you want to just like, d- uh, can you like go drive and do this thing for me? And he's like, is it urgent? I'm like, no, but like, Maybe it would be just good if you left the house <laughs> just for like a half an hour. Let me and then I can, for a task. <laughs> I can miss you, you know, and then you come back and I'm like excited to see you. Mm. That might be kind of nice. So like, why don't you get the fuck out of here? Um, so I can only imagine. <laughs> and I mean, really, we spend basically all day together. Um, but I can't imagine not knowing someone that well and then having to adjust to like all of their weird habits and shit they do yeah with uh, no escape with no escape like that's kind of wild but uh it looks like Tasha and zach did a road trip um i guess they went to like cabins and stuff like that and and ate off of charcuterie boards and whatnot for zach's birthday oh it's very pretty um i just hope that they were safe that's all i care about uh but yeah so it's so i guess they're doing well they're going strong Um, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked about that news with, with Claire. I just can't believe Spencer is so shameless. Uh, but anyway, um, so how, how did I even get there? I don't even remember anymore, but let's just go back to the the episode. Uh, okay. I don't remember everybody who went home, but I feel like the only notable person to mention who got sent home because we, started this episode with the rose ceremony is Marilyn. Mm -hmm. And like, that's like another thing that shows you like how toxic the women in this house are right now. And like their mindset, like so many of them are like just out for blood and it's weird. And I don't like, I don't like the energy. I just think it's very negative and strange. And, um, a lot of projecting too. a lot of toxic people like, just telling a sobbing woman how toxic she is. Yes. <laughs> like, I it's mean, really weird. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay. This is actually, here's another way I can compare it. Um, besides the sleepover analogy, I was like working at a really bad job. I had like a terrible work environment. And on top of it, I had to, I was dealing with all this weird shit. Like, I, had recently moved into my own apartment. So I was managing that. I, um, somebody was like stealing my mail. Uh, somebody was, and I was being blamed for like leaving garbage outside of the dumpster in my apartment building. And this was all because of one person who had a name that was similar to mine. So my mail was getting put in their mailbox. And then the same person 
was taking their, was putting my mail in their garbage bag and leaving their garbage bag outside of their apartment. And the apartment manager thought it was me because my mail was in there. Oh my God. Yeah. It was really, it was a lot of fuckery around the same. I just had a lot of weird. So like I, uh, I was getting spousal support payments and they were getting put in the garbage. So I had to like ask to get them reissued. Um, it was just hell on earth. And, and also my apartment was like, we're going to evict you. And I was like, I'm not doing this. And I, and I had to figure out how to prove to them that it wasn't me. Cause it really did look like it was me, but it wasn't, Yeah, <laughs> it was really strange. And then on top of that, I was in like a stressful work environment. I cut my finger to the point that I had to go get stitches. Like all this terrible Ugh. shit just happened to me at the same time. And because I was in a bad work environment where I was getting, I was getting blamed for things I didn't do. I was, I was getting yelled at. Like one time someone just yelled at me for like two hours straight for something I didn't do. And then I had a breakdown at work. I'm like sobbing. And then they're telling me, they're like, well, you don't know how to compartmentalize and you're not handling this well. And you're bad at your job and like you're negative. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, and it took, it took like leaving that environment and going somewhere where like, I just, I just had an eye emergency on Friday um, mm-hmm. and I just had to go like I, I had to go seek emergency care and, you know, go be seen. And um, today I had a meeting with my boss and he was just like, hey, how's your eye? Is it OK? And he didn't even like on Friday. I was just like, hey, I, I'm going to take half the day off because my eyes are mm-hmm. going to be dilated. I have to go get emergency care. Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, just take care of yourself. Like. No further, (laughs) you know, and it's like I was going through something. It was I was upset. You know, I was stressed out, but it it wasn't like, hey, what are you doing? Or, hey, you seem like you're being negative or you're Mm -hmm. I don't know. weird. It was like today I kind of like forgot about it. And today we had a meeting about something else. And he was like, hey, is your eye okay? Is everything cool? Like, do you need anything? And I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be around like a supportive person. And it was like, yeah. to, and like when you're oh. around those people that, that are just like totally like out of left field, just, just mean or accusing you of things that you know, aren't true. It still makes you feel like a crazy person because you know, if, if you say, well, the sky's blue and then you have 25 people screaming and telling you you're stupid because the sky is actually Brown or something. I don't know. That it it fucks with you, right? Like, yeah, like I was. Good. I remember being like, "Oh, maybe I am bad at my job." Yes, or maybe yep. I shouldn't. Maybe I should have communicated better. Maybe I should have responded to that after hours text message. Maybe I, you know what I mean? Like it was like, maybe I should be micromanaged. Maybe I should let someone tell me that it's acceptable not to have sick days. You know, like, and then it, and then it was like, oh, I go to this environment where they're like, yeah, so we have vacation days and sick days. And like, if you're not doing well, uh, your priority is to take care of yourself so that you're in a good headspace because we want you to be in a good headspace. And I'm like, oh, well, that, that makes sense. And that's normal. And I feel like that's like what this house is like. It's like my old work environment mm-hmm. where they're just like, you're toxic and you're negative. And it's like, can you not? And like, if she was in a house that's like my new environment, they'd be like, it seems like you're in a really rough place. 
tell us what's going on. We're worried about you. Instead of this weird fake worry that they put on later, which was also really fucked up. But first, let's start with this group date because uh, oh, yes. it everything goes downhill after this. But um, all right. Okay. God. And I want to say something really snarky about Victoria, but it's like appearance based and that's not cool. And I'm above that. <laughs> I um, love how Victoria looks at this point. She I just, just beyond, beyond that. She totally like, she's been channeling this. I don't give a fuck attitude into her day to day looks. And it's just overflowing at this point. Like, I don't know what's going on by the end of the episode, but she just has this appearance like her hair is just messed up, like she doesn't give a fuck, which cool, fine. But at the same time, you're on The Bachelor and you're giving off the vibes of, I don't know, like, a, what did I write in my notes? I had, I had, a, I'm checking the notes here. This is serious. What I, okay. So I wrote, Victoria looks like she got arrested at a McDonald's in Tampa for being <laughs> drunk and pissing on the floor. No, she's that white girl who went into like a Taco Bell or whatever and asked if they had fries. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, and then got mad when they were like, no. They're like, ma'am, this is a Taco Bell. And she was like, well, give me some fucking fries. I don't know. It was something like, or it was like a Burger King and she was asking for tacos. I don't remember which order it was. I just remember this white chick walked into like a restaurant and was like, I want this thing that you don't carry. And was like, they're refusing to serve me. Like just no, they're unhinged. Just, they're literally. They cannot give you the thing that you are asking for, and you shouldn't be mad about that. And I don't know why you are, but okay. Like this is strange. Um, I think the thing that's frustrating me, and I, and and like okay, like right now I'm not wearing makeup. There's like many days a week that I don't wear makeup, even mm-hmm. when I have like calls or when I'm streaming or whatever. But I'm also mindful. Like okay, most of the time, like I'm lucky. I look pretty decent without makeup. I don't think a lot of people would care one way or the other, but sometimes depending on how much sleep I've gotten, how much alcohol I'm drinking, whatever, I'm going to look more tired or like out of it if I'm not wearing makeup. So like at least I'll put it on the places so that no one's like, are you ill? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> just, uh, oh, I'm just like tired. Not wearing makeup and giving off just the appearance that you don't care about your appearance, like that just rolled out of bed. Look, (laughs) right. That's, I think that's my point is like, I just don't feel like she's doing anything to put herself together. And like, there's nothing wrong with, that's why I didn't want it to turn into like a snark, but it is like the attitude that goes along with it. Like wear makeup, don't wear makeup, whatever. But also you're on a TV show. That's different from like me being on a zoom without makeup is my point. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you are on TV the cameras, the lighting, everything is very harsh. It's going to wash you out. It's going to show everything on your face. And, and her whole just, thing is, I'm the queen. Right. And it's you're like, just like what are you, you're what are not you the queen look- of? No, you have no elegance. You're the, you're the queen of the monster truck rally. Which she I guess just, that's like, fine. She but. just doesn't look very put together, and yes. like, and I think I think that thing that's frustrating is it's like all the other women on the show are putting in the effort to. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, there's going to be those times where you're all on camera and you're all wearing, you know, your glasses and sweatpants and stuff. But then when it's time to go on a date, they do give you like guidelines for what you should be wearing and stuff. And, and also it's like they're bonding while they're putting on makeup, do the hair. And also like, I don't know, I feel better when I'm like put together. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. when I'm 
really sick or feel shitty or I'm in pain or whatever, I'll like make an extra effort with my appearance to like compensate. So I'm just like, I don't know. Like it just feels lazy. Like you're on TV, like make an effort, like do like the bra strap. Like, I think it's just everything. It's like, if it was one thing, it would be one thing, but it's like the bra straps showing with like a black bra that doesn't go with what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. And like, and then you're not, you know, you're not doing anything with your hair. You're not doing anything with your face. And these outfits are like odd shapes, (laughs) like they're just like straight, like you just, she just sticks out like a sore thumb and it's not in like a good way. It's not in a, Corinne type of a way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Use Corinne as the example for everything. It's just in like a, yeah, you're just like not even trying. And, and her personality is just so ugly. So I think it's just, that's the problem is it's all, you know, what's that? uh, The twits, Uh, Roald Dahl wrote that book, the twits, you know, Mm or it's like, um, and he was like, you know, these two people, actually started out pretty average looking, but then their personality came out. They got uglier and uglier. And it's like, you know, when you're around somebody um, you really like and, and they do things that are very nice and sweet, they become more and more attractive to you. That's just like the way our brains process people, which is interesting. So I think it's just like, every time I see her, I'm getting more and more disgusted because she's just so disingenuous. She's so underhanded and she's not even interesting. So it's not even fun for me. I'm just like, I want her gone. And she's, oh, she reminds me of like every person in middle school and high school that I hated that just tr- was a striver. They tried so hard to be popular and they were not ever quite there, but they they believed that the hidden formula to it was being mean. And yep. so it's like, I think, you know, it's like the easy lowball thing is to like snark on someone's appearance. And I don't want to do that. I'm not interested in doing that. But it's like, I think it's just this ugliness that exudes from her every pore mm-hmm. that I'm picking up on. And then, and then it's like, I want to low blow like her and... And that's not cute. So I'm not going to, so my point is I'm not going to go all the way there, but just know that I'm very frustrated by this. And okay. So, but this group date was actually one of my favorite group dates they've ever done. I'm going to be honest. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, I mean, it was, it was weird. I like that. Yeah, it was very weird, but I, I was actually surprised how good the women did. Like almost all of them. I was very impressed by that. So oh, yeah, a lot of these okay. girls were like 13 years old, writing slash fiction in 2009. That's the vibe. Absolutely. I'm they were all like on Tumblr and all the forums and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, Ashley, I thirties around live journal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> live journal. Yeah. Yeah. I deleted all my good live journal posts and I'm so sad about it. <laughs> like in a moment of self-consciousness and like college, I deleted a bunch of them. And mm. then, you know, 30 year old Sammy goes back and goes, damn it. Why did I do that? And I didn't Shameful. save them anywhere. So stupid. Why? Not allowing myself to do that shit anywhere. No, you keep that stuff around because you need something to laugh at later. Uh, but anyways, so Ashley, I is that I just, I'm, she just bothers me now. I don't know if, like, maybe that's like cynical, like, oh, she's in a happy relationship and now she's not as fun to me. But, (laughs) (laughs) 
But like, I was like, I, and also like she started on the show as the virgin and it's like, I don't want to hear you say dirty shit, but I do think it was funny that she was reading Chris Harrison's book, the perfect letter. And I promise I will at some point read and review the perfect letter. I promise. So that will happen. I really need to get through bachelor nation, but I will read the perfect letter and I will sacrifice and do that for you all. I'll, Um, I'll do it. If Chris Harrison reads the audiobook narration. Oh, I wonder if he does. Oh God, that'd be weird. I'd be like, Ugh. it's like, it's like, I look at you as like a dad type and I don't want to yeah, hear weird, disgusting father. Yeah. That, yeah. That no thanks. Um, so I'm going to have to pretend there's another voice in my head reading it. Um, but okay. I was really, okay. First of all, Matt's, uh, turtleneck stuff is yes. Uh, thank you for the turtlenecks. You look good in turtlenecks, Matt point taken. Fun Two fact, uh, turtleneck fashion, it's uh, its sweeping the nation. And by nation, I mean Bachelor Nation. And by Bachelor Nation, I mean just this hotel. Because <laughs> uh, Serena P, when, they, when she goes on her one-on-one date with him, is wearing the same turtleneck that he was wearing the day before during this group date. <laughs> I just really, I mean, you know, it makes sense. They're in, they're at Nemecolon. It's like very, you know, like yeah. fall the year weather. Is 2002, you're at Abercrombie and Fitch. It all <laughs> makes sense. I just like, I don't know. But hey, Matt can pull off a turtleneck is my point. And yeah. Serena P looked lovely as well. Yeah. Um, Me, not I so mean, much. But them, yeah, they're doing great. Yeah, I can't. Like if I were a turtleneck, I'll just look like I did when I was 10. You might as well put me in stirrup pants. Like let's not mm-hmm. go there. But they looked really good. Um, but I loved like the everybody reading their raunchy stuff and Victoria. Uh, oh, wow. Victoria's just all beeps. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, he beeped his beep. Into, wait, is my, is my thing hooked up? Can you hear that? <laughs> hear what? Oh, dang. No, it's not hooked up. Um, I have like a thing, but I, I didn't think I had it hooked up to the microphone. Oh, you got properly. a stream deck. So you could have hit yeah, the Yeah, I've got a stream button. deck and I, and I'm my, and it's going beep, beep, but you can't hear it. Um, oh. anyway, so <laughs> that would have been perfect to hook up for today. Wait, can I switch it mid record? No, I can't. Uh, if I could have, I would do that. So there would podcast be like, evolution. Beep, We're getting a soundboard. I do have a soundboard. I just, I didn't hook it up today. Um, but Katie uh, did a great job and I loved, was it, who was it? Was it Piper? I can't remember. I just want Piper to get more airtime clearly, but someone was like, um, oh yeah. Like she definitely has read a lot of erotica. Oh <laughs> and yeah. All the, all the women in the audience were like, oh my God, <laughs> like when Katie went. So I really want to know what Katie's whole thing was. Oh yeah. I and, hope and she reads it there somewhere. There was some weird stuff too. Like Rachel, what did she say? Like my groin fluttered or something? I was yes. just like, oh. Yeah. And all the women laughed, which was great. I mean, Rachel, Rachel was, she's cute though. She like doesn't take herself too seriously. And she's been kind of like shy and held back a little so i think that was cool of her to be like listen i don't know what i'm doing because i'm gonna talk about my groin fluttering but but she put herself out there and i thought that was really funny so Mm -hmm. um so that was great i mean yeah we learned the live studio audience was just the other one because i was like who are they inviting to the show and then i was like oh right the other women that makes sense um and yeah, Matt seemed to really, well, oh, and then Matt shared his story too. I should mention that. And everybody was like, whoa, Matt. Oh, okay. Mama boom. So that was kind of fun too. Um, but yeah, like, okay. The thing that 
I where I was like, I'm kind of starting to get the women's point of view. But then when they went in more later, I don't know, I flip flopped on my view on Sarah throughout this entire episode. Let's just put it that way. Because around this part, when she started, she's doing that thing that sometimes women do on the show, where she's like, well, I mean, I knew that it was going to be like this, but like, I didn't know it was going to be like this. You know, and mm-hmm. like, I didn't know it was going to be this hard. I really wasn't, I really didn't think about it. Um, she's starting to do that thing when she was in the audience. And, you know, it's like, well, you're just the guest on this group date. You just got a one on one. You can't expect to get that much time after the first one on one. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And for and anybody, I, even if you're doing really well. And, and I get that. I, I don't think people who are comfortable with this setup. I don't know. They've got to be able to completely like separate themselves and car- com- compartmentalize in ways that I can't. So I, I empathize with Sarah because, I mean, her dad is dying, like literally dying. Um, we, we find out later that he maybe has weeks to live. He has ALS. She's his caretaker, more or less. And she goes to into a situation where... She is locked in a hotel where she gets to spend maybe an hour tops like being around a guy that she is ostensibly dating right? and competing for his affection. And then the other 23 hours out of the day, she has to hang out with the other 30 women who are also dating him. I mean, that's. And, right. and there's nothing to do. Like there's there's literally no activities. All you can do is spend time with his other girlfriends that he's simultaneously pursuing while he pursues you. That's not a good feeling. I get it. I empathize with that completely, completely 100%. But that being said, she's she's really just setting herself up here. And this plays into the edit really well for her because clearly she's struggling. And I almost feel like between the girls piling on her and the way that this thing is edited, it feels a bit like Sarah exploitation to me. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we're really they're really pushing us to hate her more than we should right that's yeah we definitely hate her more than we should but because mm-hmm. because that's my point other women have said this exact same thing and we don't come out hating them all the same way um yeah. but for yeah some reason this one just uh it hits different you know mm-hmm. like um when she's like, well, I knew that this was what I was going into, but I didn't know how hard it would be. It's like, we hear that from somebody every season, but sometimes it's in passing and this like consumed her. Oh, yeah, and, she was not able to remove herself from this. Like she just got, yeah. it, it's like when you get stuck in those like emotional K holes where you're just kind of like, stuck <laughs> in it. you can't climb out, man. That's right. That's where she was at. And just this early on, hates oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not recovering. Yeah, she just she she's really obsessing over it. And instead of thinking logically, like, well, the way that the show normally goes, this makes sense. And yeah, everybody needs to have even time. It doesn't mean that he's not interested. And he seemed very interested. So oh, she going she out of his way. In, in ways, yeah. Right. So that so, was kind yeah. of strange, too. And it's like you look at some of the other women that he's kind of um, made progress with like, I don't know, the Serena P thing was kind of surprising. Cause I feel like we haven't seen her a whole heck of a lot and the date went really well, but I just, I didn't feel like he had gotten anywhere with her before. So that was kind of a surprise to me. Um, but like Rachel or like Abigail, 
Sarah, um, Katie, like there's a few women. Am I missing anybody? I feel like th- those were kind of the women that have stood out so far and kind of ha- spent some time with him. And, um, oh, and Brie, Brie too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, none of them, I mean, outside of like Abigail, he was like, oh, I'll give you a little sign. You know, there's nobody that he's like gone out of his way to go see or whatever. And it's, you know, when she fainted, he's, but I mean, and I would expect him to do this. I mean, he yeah. was in the right to do this, That's, to go make sure she's okay. And I don't know why the women were pissed off about that. I thought that that was dumb. It's like, what do you, do you want the guy that you might marry to like ignore the person who almost fainted? What if that was you mm-hmm. and you almost, you got, you were engaged Yeah, and well, you almost fainted? What, what did you want him to do? Fuck off and walk away? Like, what? <laughs> that was so dumb when they were just like, ugh, she's taking time away from him, from us because he's tending to her needs. It's like, isn't that what you want in a man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I do. Like, what the fuck? That was strange. They um, smell blood in the water. That's it. Yeah. You know, because yeah, we know as, as the viewers, we know that Sarah's in the lead. So you know that these 30 other women, they absolutely are aware of that fact. So, they sense that vulnerability and then they see an opening and they're just, they're just going for her. Right. So, so we get to, we, we get to the end of the group date or the second half of the group date. So the women who, you know, put themselves out there who definitely deserve the extra time, get this extra time with Matt. We also find out around this time that Serena P gets the one-on-one and Katie is connecting with Matt. And like I said, I mean, I think, you know, Katie was kind of one of those people when you first see her, it's like, oh, kind of a one hit wonder, maybe like she just had this one joke. But you can tell there's more depth to her. She's she's very pretty. She's interesting. She's like seems pretty normal and very cool. Um, um, and her one joke is really good. Yeah, like, the one joke yeah. was really good. If you're but you know what I Stairway mean? to Heaven, you play Stairway, okay? And that that <laughs> vibrator was Stairway to Heaven. My point is sometimes they don't go beyond that, but I can see if he spends more time with her, you can already tell that there's going to be more there and she like brings more to the table and, and she, she seems like an interesting person. And so she, that's what she was trying to do on her one-on-one time with Matt. And then Sarah came in and totally caught Katie off guard. Like she was just like, uh, I mean, uh, okay, I, uh, all right. You know? And then she gets up and then, and then, I mean, this whole passive aggressive shit that Katie pulls afterwards is clearly, um, egged on by all the other women. Oh, like they're yeah. probably like, go back there. Go like, and I've been that person that people have been like, go do this thing. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll do I'll, thing, yeah. <laughs> I'm brave enough to do the thing. I'll do the thing. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I feel like an asshole. Maybe I shouldn't have done that thing. Uh, but <laughs> I just remembered when some, when someone was like, go do a dance off with that stranger. And I did anyway. So it's <laughs> fun. Um, so Katie comes back and she, like, after the women were like, well, why is she here? You should find out why she's here and you should find out why she's getting more time. And Katie's getting all wound up. She's like, you're right. I should go over. I should find that out. I'm going to go over there and find that out. But then she like, does it in the most like, <laughs> It like felt like an office, like, uh, Hey, so, uh, like, <laughs> like someone asking you to like, do your pro like their project for you kind of a thing. Like, so yeah. I mean, like I, uh, I know you're a team need- player. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I need time. I need time with Matt. Cause like, you know, like the whole thing was like, 
we were supposed to be getting time or yeah, maybe it's better analogy is like, you know, that email that I sent you like a week ago and you said you were all over it and then you like didn't pay attention to it. And then you were like, well, just bug me if uh, you don't hear. But then when I bug you, you get annoyed. Well, this is me coming to bug you, even though I know you're going to get annoyed. Um, can I please uh, have time with Matt? Cause I kind of like, you know, it was like, it was like my time and you like took it for me. And, <laughs> and Sarah's just like, uh, yeah, can I just have like five minutes? And she's like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait right here. And she just like goes around the corner within view. Right and there. she just fucking stands there. And then you hear Matt say the same sentence like over and over again. Basically just like the thing that they train the bachelors and bachelorettes to say, which is like, listen, you just have to uh, black out everything else and just focus on our relationship. Just don't be present compare. in the show. Yeah. Don't compare anything to any other relationship because it's not going to do you any favors. Just focus on the time. And then he was like, you know, that one. And then he was like starting to like speak in code because like he knew that Katie was like around the corner. He's like, oh, yeah. You know, that one time when we were like eating food and stuff. Like, remember that was cool. So anyway, just think, think about the time we were eating food. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. And then she, you can tell that it was cut out, but she was probably like, yeah, but like, I don't know. Was that like good enough food to be eating in memory? And then he just said it again. Okay. Well that time, like it was good. Remember? And then Katie comes back over and she's like, yeah, so it's like, it's been five minutes. And so like, I'm just checking, I'm just checking back in. I, I know it's awkward, but I'm just like checking back in. And (laughs) then Sarah's like, how about five more minutes? And she's like, like maybe two. <laughs> and she's like, um, I just really need to wrap up what I'm saying. And she's like, yeah, but I mean, you already had, okay, well, all right, that's fine. And then, and then Sarah's like to Matt, like, can you walk me out? And he's like, yeah, sure. And Katie's like, mm, I'll be right here. I'll be right here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so then she gets walked out, but then she's still outside to the, so is she like waiting for a car to take her to her, hotel room i don't know that was confusing uh because then victoria comes up to her this was straight up scary to me this whole thing uh creeped me out if anything gave me like like you're in danger shivers it was like Mm -hmm. this scene where victoria gets all buddy buddy with sarah like oh, well, we're friends. We have a really good relationship. Yeah, you can trust me. Yeah, we are great. We're totally good. You're going to get murdered. So like I'm coming from a place of love and I'm like, you don't even know what that means. And she's like, I mean, honestly, we were like- Everyone hates you. You're a vibe killer. (laughs) She's like, we were like worried about you. We were like, is it something with her health? Like, is she having a mental breakdown? Like, what is it? Like, we were really worried about you. And I was like, danger, danger, Sarah, don't say uh, shit to her. Trolling. Don't say shit to her. It was so creepy. It was so creepy. Um, and uh, yeah, that was really, really strange, like that confrontation. And she was just like, I mean, I just was, you know, Sarah was like, I just wasn't sure how I was feeling. I was confused, whatever. And she's like, yeah, but like, did you have to like take up? this time i mean i just really like i thought we thought it was like we thought we were like dying or something i mean it's like not a good look and it's like uh, and then sarah's like uh, but mm, not saying anything else okay gotta go uh that was strange and rachel gets the the rose somehow 
and <laughs> good for her. And oh, I just the, she's like the only one other than Sarah that he's she's showing any connection with at this point. Um, like he he went in for a kiss real quick with her, and now Matt has made a a habit out of doing this thing where he smears women's makeup all over his face. I just, uh, I, I'm not noticing it. So I just am not paying enough attention, I guess. I don't know. I just think, I just think he really like, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on some names, but most of the women that, he has, that he's had conversations with, like, I think he's, he's probably a pretty engaged listener and he's trying to get to know these girls, but there's, I don't even know if it's a spark, but there's something with Rachel that I, that he zeroed in on. He went mm-hmm. in for the smooch and once again, he's got makeup all over his face. Uh, maybe maybe this happens all the time to bachelors, and now only in the era of high definition can we truly <laughs> notice this. But maybe. I don't know. Just just smeared all over him. So something with her. I think she's obviously Sarah is is not long for the show, but she has really moved into a I, I guess power player spot in my mind. Um, her and Abigail along yeah. with Sarah. Those are probably the three strongest contenders. What about Brie? Um, Brie, yeah, but she's second tier. Like Brie and Katie are second tier. Uh, Serena P, second tier. Yeah. Um, Victoria defies tears. She's just like a, 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 just a flaming comet, just incinerating yeah. everything around her. It's incredible. Uh, I feel like there I, needs to be somebody else. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I was just going to say, the person who is definitely like F or or like maybe E tier, like way far down, but I don't want her to be just because I am now obsessed with her, Anna. Okay. She kind of looks no, like. No, I hate Anna so much. And I hate her more with each passing episode. I hated her from moment one I saw her. And sorry, Anna, if you're a lovely person in real life, but I hate you on the show. I just that's cannot. Why I love her. Oh, okay. I know you. I know you so described her as like as like her face looked like she just smelled a fart or whatever. Every every time, every time the <laughs> camera is on her, she has a who farted face. It is incredible. I have never seen her do anything except for scowl in disgust, which is a great way to look at a show that's about falling in love. So, what copy? Where is she a copywriter? That's what I want to know. Hold on. Oh, is she Illinois? Uh, Ogilvy? Yeah, I, like, dude, I, that's what I'm wondering. Like, where does she? Anna Heinrich. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Find you on LinkedIn, Anna. Uh, yeah, but yeah. What? Or no? Wait, is that the right Anna? I'm not sure. No. Does she have a kid? <laughs> wait, what? No. I don't think she, she has can't. a kid. Anna's a small town girl living the big city life. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Anna is terrified of fish and obsessed with cheese. She hates the smell. <laughs> she's she's afraid of fish. Oh, Anna Redman. Anna Redman. There's another Anna who just had a kid who's from Bachelor Nation that I can't place right now. Anyway, Anna Redman. I got to figure out where the where do you work? Um. Uh, okay. Oh, damn it. Damn it. I don't want to like her. I don't want to like her. I don't want to like her. Ooh, I don't want to like her. Uh, well, no. Okay. On her biography, like on Instagram, it just says, for the love of God, please do not message me about your pyramid scheme. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Damn it. I don't want to like you. I do not want to like you. Okay. Let's see. Like to know it. What's that? 
I want to sell her some Cutco knives. <laughs> uh, dude, send her some. No, okay. Oh, she sells her clothes though. Creative portfolio. Okay. Uh, we're gonna find it out. We're gonna find it oh, out. Oh God, she quotes Eight Mile on here. Okay, well that's annoying. Um, that's right. Good Lord. Uh, okay, she's written for Moen, Coca Cola, Pride, Carl's Jr., Citibank, and Off the Street Club. So who who has got all those clients? I'm, I'm, I mean, Coca Cola is big. I'm guessing it's got to be a big Could one. Be Ogilvy. It's yeah. got to be Ogilvy, right? Like, Sorry, I we're, we're like, this is like, real inside baseball like for people that know agencies. <laughs> we're like, oh, what? Who is she with? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm just curious now. Wait, hold on. Uh, I mean, the bottom line is she definitely smells a fart. So John Nussbaum and John Ekman are creative directors on this. And then she was the copywriter. Okay. Mm. Wait, I should just look up her LinkedIn. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. We're Sorry, gonna, everyone. We I know just, where you work. We're just doxing this woman in real time. No big deal. No, no. Okay. We won't dox her, but maybe I'll text you about it. That's true. Well, I mean, no, this is like Googleable. Yeah, this okay, is Googleable. This is not like that's not doxing. If you're if you can Google something, you made me feel cow. bad for a second. And then I was like, wait a minute, literally <laughs> anybody can do this. I'm not being weird. I've I've I found out where uh yeah. I I, I found know. it too. Yeah, me too. We got it. We got it. Yeah. Um you can find her on um actually it was not as big as I thought it was. Uh but oh, she was somewhere bigger. Uh uh a couple of years ago. And that's where all of those came from. Mm. There we go. There we yep. go. Okay. Sorry. All right. <laughs> oh, she just started a new job. Back to this your month. regularly scheduled program. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> agency stuff. I'm in house now, so I get inter- I still am interested in that stuff, though. But yeah. Okay. Th- this makes sense. Where she worked uh, is like so emblematic of her attitude. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> yep. Like it's that. It's that. Uh, I'm trying to hustle up into a bigger position at this company. So like, uh, she's got that like passive aggressive shit down to a T where like this made my skin crawl. I don't know if this made your skin crawl, but when she was like, uh, hardest man to get time with, I was like, oh, that just like, oh, made me feel weird and gross. She's also not even like the vanguard of assholes on this season. She's definitely a hanger on with her asshole behavior. But if I worked with her, she would make the, I smell the fart face at me at least 10 times a day. So yeah. But like, I just, yeah, she's that, she's that person who's like, well, I asked you for that like a couple of times. Um, So, Oh, I I have a story for you after, (laughs) after we record (laughs) about some, about some shit like that. Anyway. So you'll all just have to wonder. Uh, But, (laughs) <laughs> let's see what else where are we now uh i just oh. wrote i hate anna's face um so basically okay. we, we we get through and or we get into the there's the one-on-one date and then the colossal breakdown that we've basically already discussed so so in the morning right before the date i just wanted to say that katie <laughs> katie was just like well people are mad people are mad okay and Sarah isn't showing her face. So I don't know. She pissed a lot of people off last night. So she, Katie was coming in hot. She's just like ready to fire at people. Like, yeah, let's do All this. of us hate this woman and she's not even here for us to hate her. Now we yeah. hate her more. She better come downstairs so we can hate her more. I like, I do not blame Sarah 
whatsoever for separating herself from these women and not wanting to be around them. Because yeah. if I was her, There's no good play uh, here. She's listen, screwed. I hide in my room all the time, just at my own house. I just hide in my room because that's where I'm comfortable and I don't want to deal with other people. So I 100% understand the desire to like hide in your room and not come out. So I just wanted to say that that is relatable content uh, to me. And uh, it's weird. She's like damned if she does and she's damned if she doesn't. Um, I didn't write a lot about the Serena one-on-one date. Um, I think Serena P is really sweet. She's also from Toronto. So she uh, gets favor from me just for being from Toronto because I just like everybody from there, I feel like. And she's just, I don't know. She seems like a very nice, sweet girl. I just don't feel like we learned anything new about her uh, from the date. Do you feel, I don't feel like they covered anything that I was like, oh, I didn't know that about you. No, I mean, she I seems like fun, pretty laid her. back. We learned that Matt likes turtles. Uh, her whole thing oh, yeah. is like. That was weird. I, She's a publicist, apparently. Her undoing, which is unfortunate because I think it's it's one of her better qualities, but she's not afraid to rib the bachelor. Like she'll she'll kind of oh, yeah. make fun of him and stuff. And and I think that's fun, but ultimately he may not think she's as serious as she is. Uh so that that could hurt her in the long run. But yeah, it's it's a fine date. I don't know, there's donkeys. Made me want to pet a donkey a little bit. That was uh, cute. That, I would like to see the donkeys more. <laughs> yeah, more donkeys, please. More donkeys on this show. More, more and goats, please. Also goats. Anna shoveling out the donkey pen, making her face. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Happen. You'd be like, well, that's just appropriate now. Um, but yeah, uh, I just did my nails while while Serena's date was going on, and I did an okay job. <laughs> um, I didn't do my nails, but I was doing my nails like in my heart. That's what I was doing. It was just my, like it's fine. <laughs> my favorite part of their one-on-one, the only note I really made, and I just read it, besides the oh, he's wearing a turtleneck again, uh, was when they were at dinner, I think. She was like asking about like his past relationships, you know? And he goes, Well, my last relationship was like a year ago. And she just she fired back really fast. Good. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> 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 like oh there was a wrong answer matt and you said the right one and she was just like she's like he better say at least a year because otherwise i am not gonna be cool with this gotta be and trouble she was, just, she was like good and i was like Woo. I like that was intimidating um and uh but yeah so i mean we already know that like matt is like i don't feel like i've ever been in love which is like maybe a red flag <laughs> not sure uh especially with the way your parents were but like maybe it's fine maybe you're just trying to find the right one i well we're gonna find out by the end of the show um yeah their date seemed fine i don't know how far she's gonna make it she's kind of to me like i i know i said this about somebody else uh, maybe it was brie but i don't know i'm kind of warming up to brie um I feel like she's kind of, or no, was it the, oh, was it another girl who got a one-on-one? And I don't even remember. No, because Sarah got the other one-on-one. So never mind. Um, I know I had said someone reminded me of like the Brendan. But I guess a lot of them feel like the Brendan right now. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of Brendans just just coasting through and they're ostensibly yeah. nice and fine, but have nothing that really sticks out. Uh, yeah, Serena's, she's got personality. I just, she doesn't have, there's, there's a certain poise and a certain just set of traits that seem to favor bachelor winners 
And I don't see that in her yet, which isn't to say that those traits can't emerge, but we're not there. We're not there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's early days and I'm just mm-hmm. not feeling, Sweet I'm, I'm not feeling it. Give me some time and I'll tell you if I hate her. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, oh God, Sarah comes downstairs. They were like, was it they were confronting her when, when they were like announcing a date card or something? Now I'm trying to remember, but she like, she like kind of snuck downstairs and was just like, Hey, sorry, whatever. And then they all just fucking pounced on her and this was gross it was just a bad look for everyone they were just like well, what are you doing here like we thought you were, were like the only reason you should have been coming they were right the thing is they were right but their mm-hmm. delivery yeah, they're delivered right they're just dicks about it that's the yeah. Part. Yeah, yeah yeah that's the thing it's like you could maybe like oh if she's doing this thing maybe there's something going on with her that's making her judgment kind of shitty and maybe you could get to the bottom of why is her judgment so shitty instead of like, you're being a bitch who's like taking up all this time and you're just like so selfish. It's like maybe she's got other things going on that are occupying her mind and she's not being as thoughtful as she would normally be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because she has to she spends her all of her days like giving and you know, maybe she's like worn out by the time she got to the show and she just like doesn't feel like doing the dance that she needs to do to like please these women and they're not having it. They just want her. They're like do the dance. Um, So, oh God, who was it? Well, this was weird where it was like, I feel like Sarah was trying to curry favor with some people, Victoria included. And Victoria went from the night before being like, I feel like we have a really good relationship. I really care about you to like, I don't even know that bitch. And I was like, whoa, like that's that kind of shit is so toxic and so scary. And and just uh, nothing like what I'm about. (laughs) And it really was disturbing to me. Like, do you have like, I mean, it's obvious she doesn't have an allegiance, but to see someone flip like that, even when you know, they're kind of evil was just because I feel like there are some women who were kind of hated on the show or given some kind of villain edit or just less than popular. And they still had like one woman on the show who liked them. Mm-hmm. And they were loyal to them and they stuck up to them even in the big group, you know, and it was really sad to watch Victoria just be like, yeah, she sucks. And after she was like, we're friends. And I was like, oh, God. Um, and so she, you know, it's like, she, is it, I'm trying to remember. I feel like this was how it went. She like came downstairs. They all pounced on her and they were basically like, well, if you don't leave, your life is going to be a living hell here. Yeah, you should leave because we all hate you and he's not going to like you anymore either and we're going to all tell him you're a fraud. And to a degree, they're right. I mean, that's exactly what would have happened. If she would have stayed, it would have set her up as this like uh, crybaby backstabbing snake in the grass who's trying to take away time, which I mean, she is because she's crying a lot and, and Matt is just like, oh, well, are you okay? But it'll just build and build and build and build. And then all the girls will spend all their time going like, she's toxic. You got to get rid of her. It it would just build to that. And she would be gone eventually. Anyways, you can't win this early in the game. You either have to go straight up evil and and ride that to the end, which some people have done quite effectively, or you have to play nice and play within the established norms of the show long enough to get to a point where there's a tighter knit group of girls and then you can fuck around and, and start stabbing people in the back if you need to. 
Yeah. <sighs> but I there's, mean, there's no, there's no clear path for her. She's yeah, done. The moment they done. all turn, she, done. Yeah. She can't make it up to them because it's like, it doesn't matter. Like if they're not playing chess, they're playing fucking whack-a-mole. Mm-hmm. And so she's just, yeah, she's just damned if she doesn't damned if she doesn't. So she goes back upstairs and is, and she had already revealed like, before when she got some extra time with Matt, you know, she's like, well, I did pack up at one point, like I'm kind of on the fence, whatever. And yeah, it, in one way, it's the, you can't tell whether she's bluffing until the very end, mm-hmm. because there are plenty of women who have said that to get, or, you know, or men who have said that as well to get the bachelor or bachelorette to tell them, oh, don't do that because this is how I'm feeling. That's like a kind of common play. I feel like we see that maybe every other season or so. Um, so when she said that, you know, and then Matt's like, well, that would be a tragedy if you did that. Um, you know, we could tell he was interested. It was hard to tell if she was being all that honest and forthcoming or not. But then after you see the women pounce, it's like, well, what else can she do? And then Katie follows her upstairs and has to talk with her. And this is what made me like love Katie forever. Cause she was kind of like, you know, it's like I could tell she didn't really want to confront Sarah before, but she kind of felt like she had to defend her time, which is, yeah. you know, understandable. But I could tell she was like every cell of her body was uncomfortable asking for this favor. And, um, <laughs> and then, uh, she comes up, she's talking to Sarah and Sarah's like, here's the deal. Like I haven't, and he, here's the other thing about Sarah. She hasn't used this situation at home to try to make all the women like her or be nice to her mm-hmm. because that's a play that other people could have done as well. Like yep. be nice to me. Cause my dad has ALS and I'm going through a lot is something that some other person on the show might do. And then that can sometimes backfire. So it's not like she wasn't even bringing that in. She was like internalizing it and she shared it with Matt and she shared it with Katie. And that was it. Like nobody else knew that. And I mean, luckily Katie was the perfect person to share it with uh, because when she's like, here's what's going on. And she's like, it might, it's not even like a years or months situation. It could be weeks, which shocked me. Cause I mean, ALS moves fast, but I didn't realize that he was, already at the weeks stage. Mm -hmm. So that's really, you know, that's scary. I mean, hopefully I don't know how he's doing now. I don't know if, if there was any update on that. Do you know? I didn't look. No, I, I, I I haven't seen anything, so I I can't really say. Oh, here we go. Okay. Um, uh, this might not, this might not get there, um, fully, but I just wanted to read, um, this is a Us Magazine thing where Bachelor, so Sarah Trot, she thought, oh God, come on, these pop-ups go away. I want to be the last to know. That's right. Um, <laughs> she thought she would be able to communicate with her family during filming. She said, she said, a couple people told me I would be able to talk with family. I thought I would be able to communicate with my parents, have, have access to a phone and talk with them. But some of the things turned out differently once I got there. So either she misunderstood or somebody kind of misled her, I guess. Sure. Um, So she said, if there were certain, if there weren't certain situations going on with her family, if the situations with the girls didn't get as heated, wait, who said this? Oh, a source close to Sarah. 
Uh, I think she absolutely would have stayed. She went on to find love, but there were a lot of reasons why she said she couldn't be the best possible version of herself. The drama with the other girls, her dad's battle with ALS, her mental health, etc. Um, her sister just got engaged. They all want her to find the one. So there's a lot of pressure on her. Um, oh, and it's like, it sounds like kind of one of the reasons she went on was maybe for a chance for her dad to like see her with somebody before he died. Uh, uh, she said that, oh, Brie and Rachel were very sweet to them. So, um, oh, while Victoria Larson and Kit Keenan were among the women accused of bullying her into leaving the show, Kit has since apologized. Sarah did form some friendships on this show. Viewers saw Katie Thurston comfort her during Monday's episode, but according to Sarah, she wasn't the only one. Bree and Rachel were the first to comfort me, and they were absolute sweethearts, which makes sense. Like, I feel like that comes across on the show as well. Um, I can imagine them being in the top four because they're really sweet and smart girls from what I saw, and that's the kind of person Matt should end up with. So, Damn, I mean, even on her way out, Sarah's like endorsing these other women. <sighs> I mean, yep. I really feel like she just she got so shat on. And I really hope that during like the women tell all, there is some like accountability there to the women who were shitty. Like I hope yep. people hold their feet to the fire a little bit for that because they were they they didn't come off looking good. And yeah, Sarah wasn't necessarily in the best place with all of that stuff. But at the same time, like she didn't, I don't think she looked bad. I think it was just no. like, there's some people that you see on the show and you're like, you need to get off the show. You're, you shouldn't be here right now. You're just not in the right headspace for that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It looks like her dad's still doing okay. Um, or like, you know, he's still with us. Cause like a few days ago, there's like this group picture that she posted uh, family first always. Um, so, and then she also posted, Ooh, long yesterday. Um, just a, a text photo on Instagram that says real Queens fix each other's crowns, which I actually do really like that quote. Uh, even though it's kind of played out, I still really enjoy it. Um, Oh, look at, okay. I'm going to read, I'm going to read Sarah's latest Instagram post if, if you don't mind. Cause I think it's, Oh important. yeah, go for it. Um, she said, we see the quote, women supporting women all the time on the internet, but what does that really mean? To me, it means sharing encouragement instead of judgment, refraining from negative comments, even when it's sometimes easier to say something mean instead of something nice. It means supporting a female owned business and paying full price. It means supporting a younger woman in your industry and offering guidance and support when appropriate. It means valuing community over competition. It does not mean you have to pretend to like everyone always. That's impossible. Yes. Uh, but it does mean being a good person, keeping your head up and refraining from degrading another human being. You never know the internal battles another person is going through. At the end of the day, please just be a decent, kind individual. And like, that's one thing that I <laughs> guess the first person who commented, uh, my Kenna. Victoria, my Kenna. Oh. My Kenna. Yeah, An- another uh, wrongfully disparaged former contestant. Dude, for sure. McKenna is the first commenter on here. Also, Hannah G and and uh, and Abigail. Oh. Um, so that's very sweet. That's actually quite a few women came out uh, in support, which is which is very sweet. But of course, McKenna is the first comment you see. Oh, yeah. CEO recognize of real. dancing. Like, what the fuck, McKenna? <laughs> real recognize oh, real. Queen. 
Oh my God. I just love it so much. Oh wait, no, this isn't Abigail. Who is this? Sorry about that. That's not who it was. Uh, not to say that Abigail isn't supportive, uh, but it's someone named uh, well, Abby Jane, Abby Breidenbach. She's a reporter, uh, I guess. I don't know. I but anyways, no idea who that is. I don't know. She's Instagram verified, but she only has 2000 followers. Wow. I guess it's just cause she's a reporter. Well, that's cool. Um, but anyway, so she, so she supported it. I don't know who the hell she is, but uh, I just gave her a shout out to that. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think that's well said. And I think that kind of speaks to the whole thing that Katie was saying after she talked to her, you know, she's like, listen, sometimes people are going through some really rough stuff and you don't know about it. So like, I like when she said, let's be classy in this process and let's not, you know, let's not be shit. Uh, cause they really, it, they didn't look good, but, uh, history will show that Brie, Rachel and Katie were the good ones. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of where we were left off with this episode. Um, do you think, here's a question. Do you think Sarah's going to come back or do you think she's not going to come back? I don't think she's going to come back. I, I think Same. she's done. So um, I think she's also, I, I agree that I think she's done. We may see her down the line. Like I could see her uh, popping up on Paradise. Maybe not the the next Paradise, but somewhere down the line. So it's a possibility, but we're not going to see her on this season at all. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think she's going to be on the season now. Next episode is when we're going to see like four new women come on. For what reason? I don't understand. We need more. We don't have enough. There's only like 30. We have a record have number of women. You know what we need is more fucking women. I, d- yeah. I do not understand this. I But here's, here's the thing that's really, I don't know. I'm interested to see how this goes because the energy in the room is so toxic and mm-hmm. just so negative. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, maybe... Um, this will go very badly for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, maybe this will kick off some of that negative energy on the show. Maybe this will kind of exercise that and remove it yeah. because so many of them are taking it so badly and I get it. It's frustrating. Someone comes on the show that's new and they're taking time away that you feel like you deserve for some reason when like nobody owes you anything. I don't know. It's just a, there's a fucking game show. Like, you know, basically. So like, I don't know what you, what you're thinking, but, um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what this does. If this blows up the house and gets rid of a lot of people and maybe ends up the good ones kind of stick around or, or if it just evolves into more chaos and everything just gets, even uglier. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, I think I, I don't know if this is going to be a, a big purge or not. I think it's going to get ugly, and I think there's going to be chaos. But I also think that Matt is like he, I don't know. He's kind of a rube. Like I don't think he's going to be able to handle all of these people screaming and accusing each other of stealing time. And he's he's going to fold. My man's going to fold for sure. That's my prediction. <laughs> And chaos will reign. Yeah. Oh, God. This is so, Victoria's time to shine, though. This is yeah. this is the perfect scenario for her. Yeah, Victoria's going to get really ugly. And it oh, oh, this is the other thing that's going to start pissing me off. Because probably it's someone who has an OnlyFans, right? That's my guess, is that someone has an OnlyFans. Uh, and, and people are, like, calling this person out. And that's going to bug 
the shit out of me. Yeah. Because can't, can't wait for uh, a sex worker to get shamed on primetime television. Oh, I'm really, my really. God. So I really, I really, really hope any of the women who are involved in this disgusting bullshit get reamed at the women tell all. Cause like, what, why are we doing this? Yeah. This is, I mean, it's kind of weird, but I like, I came off of a, a discussion about a completely different topic, but it's, it's a problem that I see pop up everywhere. And it's like this patriarchal white supremacist capitalistic mentality of like the scarcity, like the scarcity fallacy. Like there's only so much to go around. Yes, there is true. At the end of the day, only one woman is coming home with Matt, but that doesn't mean like there's other, there are other opportunities. This is a wild, wide world we live in there. Even if you don't get the, like, even if you don't get Matt, you could get airtime. Even if you don't get airtime, you could make a friendship. Even if you don't make a friendship, you could get free alcohol. Do you know what I mean? There's always, mm-hmm. there's always like an opportunity there. There's always like something to appreciate. And, and some of this like toxicity is this idea of, you know, of there's only so much to go around and we're going to fight over it, which is the nature of the show, which just kind of puts everything into like, uh, like a, sh- you know, harsher light, I guess. But ugh, I just realized that that is pissing me off as well. Like that's one of the reasons why I'm so annoyed because it's like, there's plenty of things you can get out of a show like this and being on a show like this, you could just sit, sit around and enjoy the experience and be like, wow, I'm never going to do anything like this in my life ever again. This was a pretty cool couple of weeks and I got to get out of the house during a global pandemic. Uh, but you know, people are always going to find things to hate. So anyway, yeah. uh, we'll see how next week goes. Uh, we'll see how mean the women get and how much I want to hate on them. And, uh, until then, you know what, everybody happy inauguration day. Uh, I hope you stay safe and well, take care of yourselves. Uh, you know, keep, keep bringing good things into the world and, and just follow the golden rule. Treat people the way you'd want to be treated. Yep. And don't do needle drugs. Ha 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 ha!